This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Good morning, as it is here in Germany, but it's good evening where David is because, or in fact, it's almost good night, I guess, David, because uh, what time is it where you are? Uh, it's uh, like 9.40 in the evening, 9.40 okay. p.m. Where so, are yeah. you exactly, David, I should ask? I'm in Canberra, Australia. Okay, and uh, what are you uh, doing there? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a challenger. It's a warm-up tournament for Australian Open qualifying, which is uh, starting on the 9th, so in a, just over a week's time. So, yeah, so there are a number of lead-up tournaments. Um, Liam's chosen to play here rather than the United Cup because obviously with Cam and Evo, he, he wouldn't get to play any matches if he if he was part of the United Cup team, which would be fun uh, and definitely more money. But at the same time, uh, he needs to get matches under his belt before qualifying. So that's yeah, why that's- we that's one of the sort of um, weaknesses, if you like, of of a team competition is that you don't know how many, where you're going to participate. I guess he might get in on the doubles, but he might not get in on the singles there. So um, you're in Canberra anyway. How is it going? What's the current state of play regarding his schedule, etc.? Uh, well, he played today, first round qualifying. I mean, it's a very, very strong challenger. The cut was the main draw is about 154 in the world. Okay. Um, and uh, Liam's ranking has dropped a bit because he he took some time out after the U.S. Open, and then came back, made quarterfinals of Tel Aviv, obviously qualifying, made quarters of a uh, a tour event, and had to pull out because of a stomach pull, so he was out again. Yeah. So the back part of the year, he, he he wasn't able to play much at all, to you know, which affected his losing points in his ranking. Um, so yeah, so, but I mean, for a challenger, it's, it's very strong to have a sort of one fifty ish cut. Uh, so he's, uh, he's seated three in qualifying. So he was three out. Okay. And how was the match? Um, it, it was, it was decent. I think, uh, he played Galano who he's actually lost to twice last year, uh, in Winnipeg and in Cleveland. Uh, somebody who's very difficult to play, doesn't give you a lot of rhythm, takes the ball very early, hits it pretty flat. Um, and, uh, and you know, first match of the year is always incredibly difficult. I mean, first match of any tournament is difficult, but 
but the, the first match of the year, especially when you've had a pretty long off season like Liam's had, no matter how good you're feeling physically, it's you know, and how much practice you've had, you know, nothing is the same as a tournament match. So I'd say that uh, Liam started a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit tight, a little bit apprehensive. Um, got down a break, uh, and uh, luckily five four, the guy serving for it, Liam was able to break back. Uh, and it was probably really the first match where I thought he he, he relaxed and and loosened up a bit, and and then you know won a really tight tiebreaker. I think it was nine uh, seven in the end the tiebreaker. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and once he got that under his belt, um, he relaxed and 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 the second set was you know good quality. Okay. So is he playing again tomorrow? He is playing again tomorrow. Yeah. So he's second on. Uh, after 10, I think it is. So probably about 11.30. What time was he on today? Was he on early in the morning or, or what time did he play today? He was third match on. So he played about, I mean, the match before went very, very long. So he only got on court about three o'clock in the afternoon. David, how is that mentally for a player? Because it's quite unique in tennis that you have no idea what time you're you're starting. Is it more nerve wracking? Is it easier? What do you have a preference when when Liam plays? I mean, it's always nice to be first on because you know what time you're kicking off. Uh, but apart from that, I mean, it's 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 always you know sometimes again not before time, not often. Um, but uh, I think he had a not before. 12.30, but, I mean, it was never going to be 12.30 anyway uh, unless unless somebody pulls out. Um, so, yeah, I think I think players do get used to it. I mean, with three set matches, it's it's a little bit a little bit difficult. I mean, when you get into the Grand Slams and it's five set matches, uh, it can get very rough because you start getting into real problems about when to eat and, you know, you get somebody who's two sets to love up and then, three all you're warming up getting ready to play and then they lose that set and then you know they could be three all again the next set and so you could you know easily warm up three three times uh before you or, or, or four times even if if they you know have a long set in the in the fifth set going to like 10 all um so yeah i mean with the three set match like today it the, the match before went seven six six seven uh so you know had to warm up towards the end of the second set went the other way so then he had a warm up again uh in the third set but players are are, are pretty used to it obviously uh, they do it a lot so it's uh in it's, terms uh, of the food in terms of the food consumption david what happens do you do you just take a little bit constantly i guess you can't really have a meal because you just don't know uh, or do you plan it? Do you, do you have a meal and then see how it goes? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you definitely have a, a, a good meal, you know, uh, a few hours before the match. And then, and then, yeah, then it's, uh, you're going to just snack, um, you know, maybe have a, a you know, and then if a match goes really long, might just have some, uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, pasta just with uh, tomato sauce or something like that, or just with olive oil uh mm -hmm. not very not very big at all so yeah and then some uh you know uh 
you know, Liam's quite good at just snacking on the court with bananas, eating a little bit all through the whole match so that you don't get into that situation where you get hungry. Sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah players about, are very, very different how much they eat. Tell uh, me about Liam's opponent tomorrow, David. Um, don't know huge about, about him. I've, I've, I've just been watching on video, Italian, Pellegrino. Uh, definitely uh, more of a clay quarter. Uh, you know, doesn't have a, a, a big serve, uh, which is good. Um, and, uh, you know, plays fairly deep in the court, moves very well, though. Obviously, going to make a lot of balls. Um, but I think, uh, you know, Liam's going to have to try and take the ball early and cut down his time and, and hopefully, uh, you know, get the job done. What kind of communication do you have from the moment, you know, Liam wins? And of course, you've therefore, you know, you've got to think about tomorrow and the next game and the next match as well. What is there anything specific you might do? Or is there something, a routine that you would always have with Liam? Will you always talk about the next player or, 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 or not? Uh, I, I wouldn't say the routine set in stone because circumstances can change so much. How late you finish, how early you finish whether you can get a practice court right after the match. So like today, we would have really liked to have just gone on and worked on on, on, on a couple of things right after the match, but practice courts were absolutely chocker. There's a women's tournament at the same time here. Uh, so practice courts are a little bit at a premium. So, you know, tomorrow he will have a slightly shorter warm-up and, and then we'll spend sort of 10 minutes working on something. Um, as far as the the match goes, um, I'll watch some video. Uh, Liam usually watches some video as well. Then you know tomorrow morning, uh, you know before he he warms up for 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 the match, um, you know we'll we'll have a short chat about you know anything particular. I mean certainly. It's. I think it's going to be a lot easier now because you're allowed to coach in matches. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things you've always got to be careful of as a coach is not to give too much information. And and also, if if your player hasn't actually played the person before, no matter what you see, isn't all that relevant because you don't know how they're going to play against against you. Um, so so. Um, being able to coach in a match, uh, which has been in tour events as a trial, and they've extended to challenges now. Uh, certainly as a coach, I feel in, 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 in much more relaxed because you're able to to get some clear messages across the player, not having to you know sneak around and try to get a message through or whatever, which, you know, that's why I think it's a very sensible decision because you know, coaching has been going on, you know, for a long time. Uh, so uh, this this is a very sensible thing. But for me, I personally, I, it, it does feel much more relaxing because uh, you don't have to give them too much messaging and you can always change it up in the match. 
Liam's opponent, Andrea Pellegrino, and that kicks off at, uh, I think, just just past midnight UK time, if, of course, things go to plan. But who knows? As yeah, we said before, yeah. in tennis, you, you just don't know. I'm not sure what time that is, local time. Is that like half past three, something like that? Uh, no, no. It's going to be uh, – uh, tomorrow's going to be earlier. I'd say okay. – I, I think he'll play probably around about 12, 30, 1 o'clock. Okay, fine. Uh, um, alien time, so – I have to work that out again on the UK time. The the rankings are quite similar. I just had a quick look at Andrea's ranking, yeah. and he's about 180 odd. So so they're quite similar in the ranking. So it should be a a, a tense affair. Who's the top ranked player in in this uh, challenger? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to actually just have a quick look if you. Okay. No, yeah. No worries. No, no big deal. Um. Listen. One final thing uh, for us, David, is is to talk about. It is New Year's Day. Have you? Uh, do you have to, you know, think about it? Do do does Liam go to bed before midnight? Do you do do you have a a, a drink? Do you do anything? Do you or do you just basically say goodbye at ten o'clock and see you in the morning? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Day? yeah, the routine doesn't change because it's New Year's. I mean, uh, you know, I'd say Liam was asleep certainly by ten thirty. I mean, I, you know, I'd had the long trip in. I only arrived uh, yesterday sort of okay. lunchtime and then practiced in the afternoon and and managed to stay awake till uh till just before 10 o'clock so i was well gone uh, i do remember waking up to go to the loo and uh, and hearing some of the fireworks but you know uh then straight back to sleep oh, okay so, yeah i mean it's uh yeah i mean new year's is it's not exotic at all on tour Got it, got it. Have you ever known uh, of, of of players or, or certain individuals to get carried away? And then, you know, I, I, I've heard one or two stories about one or two players that not necessarily New Year's Eve, but even during tournaments, uh, let's say getting a bit carried away. Um, have you ever become familiar or heard of that, such stories? Oh, I, I mean, I've seen it in action. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'd say... It's far less now. Uh, I, I think it'd actually actually be very rare now, but certainly in the years gone by, um, you know, and 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 you know, sometimes, especially on the main tour, in the years gone by, you know, people haven't played till the next evening or something like that, so they know they can have a good, sl- you know, line and that, and, and maybe went out uh, a, a little late. <laughs> you know, there's uh, there's some you know, some great stories of, of players in the past who've, uh, who've maybe all Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the margins are so small now and, and everything's so professional now. Uh, I, I would say it'd be pretty rare. Yeah, fair enough. Well, good luck in tomorrow's match, David. Uh, that brings Thank us you. to uh, an end for today's episode anyway, but we'll be catching up with you in a couple of days. And fingers crossed, Liam's journey will be continuing. I hope so. Take care, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network.